Hi everybody, it's Pushpa here from Leaders by Design. It's our podcast today on leading in crisis. And this is a revisit because I know there are still a lot of people out there, a lot of leaders that are facing challenges during this time because not everything has gone back to the way it was prior to COVID. And we all know that it's never going to be the same again. Because of the pandemic, things have changed and they will stay that way. So why I wanted to revisit this podcast is just to ensure that I can give you tools and share value, add content or information with yourself that will be beneficial to you. We know because we've gone through the year, it's been just over a year now, I believe, when everything was locked down here in Queensland. And at that time, I said, we will get through this time even during the most crucial moments where we thought things were at the worst case scenario for many of us like businesses were closing we couldn't go out we were being laid off from work the you know the authorities were doing the best that they could and it was really playing turmoil for people not only on their mental side of things but also emotionally and their belief systems now Yes, we have been compromised. And I'm going to say this from my, you know, my heart, because I truly believe that more than 80, 90% of the world has been mentally and emotionally impacted in an adverse way because of COVID. Even those that are saying that they've done really well in their businesses because of COVID, that they were able to you know, grow their profit margins, they were able to offer more services and they consistently grew, uh, they've been impacted as well. You know, it might be that they've been impacted because it was a great time for them. It was their season to grow and they really made the most of it. And those that have had more challenging times, they definitely have been impacted. And here's the thing, guys, is that not a lot of people realize that they have. And what they're doing is that they're continuing to operate as if they're still in that same frame of mind, that's still in a strength. And what I found out just over the last few months is that people are having breakdowns, either breakdowns because now they're overworking, so burnout, or breakdowns because they don't really know what's going on from within. And think about the you know, think about the Spain flu. When we had the Spain flu, millions of people died, right? But a lot of the, you know, a lot of people did survive around that time. So it's the same for us. We will survive. The only concern or the issue is that you yourself know if there's any changes that have happened within you that you need to address, maybe see a counselor or a coach or a mentor. Or if you feel that you're in the same frame, then kudos to you. However, if you feel that, you know, in your heart or whatever it is in your health, something has been compromised, then please, please, please reach out for help. 
reach out for a consultation, or even you know go out there. The government have so many free resources that will enable you to at least just thrash it out. There might be nothing there at the end of the day, but it's prevention is better than trying to find a cure when it's already happened, right? So that's my advice to you. When difficulties come our way, the first thing you need to ask is what good thing is going to come out of this. And yes, we've been through the difficulties. Now we need to ask ourselves: Is that the good thing? Is that we here in Queensland are so much more better off than a lot of people and countries around the world. So that's a great thing. And、uh, my advice is just you know do a reflection on where you are on your health. So when we stay in a good way, we're going to see opportunities. If we fear, we're going to lose the opportunities because fear always takes over, and the negative will eventually start consuming what's in your mind. So we have the options of two Fs, right? Either faith or fear. Fear is always going to be there. It's up to you to use your faith and make it more convicting, so that it overrides the fear that's in your heart or your mind. Okay, let's moving on. So, what will I love to do right now that I have more time? That's the question I asked myself last year when the pandemic hit, and for me. It was about writing my online program, and even though I'd written my online program, it was great to just revisit it. The other thing that I did was start up a case study with about I think it was six women for a six-week program, and it was just phenomenal because, you know, the communication went down dramatically when the pandemic hit, and not a lot of people were tech. Um, tech savvy, so it wasn't immediately that they could get online and connect with people. And loneliness hit as well. I know for a lot of people because I used to go weekly to the Centrelink queues, and I could see the frustration in people. You know, there there was no person conversation. There was no support out there. So before people started to get tech savvy. That's what was happening, and that's why I started reaching out online or via phone, or you know, personally going with my masks into centers where people were having challenges and offering whatever support that I could. I even went to the local church and offered two days of counseling and psychology sessions over the counter. You know, whether it was online or face to face, but respecting the distance that we were told to, as per the guidelines. The other question is, what should you do now that you have more time? So the first question was me: What do I love that I can do right now because I have more time? The second question was, what should I do now that I have more time? So is there something that you need to do that will allow you to either grow or develop or? Make things happen for yourself or your family now that you have this more time on your hand, and I'd still ask that same question now, even if you are back at work, because we still have 
some restrictions in place. We still have to be conscious because we know we're never going to get back to going to the way we are. So what are some things that you should be doing now? The other thing here, my friends, is the fear of death. And I know that's a bit harsh, but it's the truth. Lots of people lost a lot of people that, you know, were the healthiest ever. And you would never have thought something could, ha could happen to them. And yet, the minute they got COVID within a few days, for many of them, they passed away. So yes, life can be scary. The unknown can be scary. I'll take that back. Life is not scary. The unknown can be. So what can you do that will allow you to really value your life? What should you be doing right now? Uh, I was speaking to one of my clients and I asked her that, you know, when COVID hit last year, what did you do? And she goes, well, I made a list of all the things that I needed to do in my office and for myself, exercise, clean the office, filing, diet. Um, when I used to love traveling, I know that's restricted now. And I touched base with her a few weeks ago and I said, how's it going, Jane? And she said, well, pushed by the habits that I created during the pandemic, because I had no choice, that's, you know, that's all I could do. I'm still carrying out today. So I'm maintaining everything new that I created during that time. Okay, so using the time that's going to be best useful to you now, or staying focused on things that will help you to be in a greater place. And again, lessons from this last year is that what can you focus on or what solutions can you think about for any problems or challenges that you're facing and how can you reduce it to a minimal? How can you be really enjoying the process of having challenges, right? to finding solutions. And I know for men of many of you, it might be the emotional side. For example, you're grieving. Well, my friends, there's a lot of helps. For example, I run a grief share program over four weeks and I know I can help you. I can help you heal. And it's not even a question, you know, to lead you, to heal you, to inspire you, to transform you so that you can get your leader back that exists within. So it doesn't matter where you are, whether, you know, I have CEOs, I have leaders of organizations, people in positional leadership, I have people at home that have lost loved ones. There is always something that Leaders by Design or our Women's Mentoring Foundation can do to help you. What I also loved about last year was that people connected with people that they hadn't touched base with on, for such a long time. And because of the online, um, what can I say, the online usability, the easiness of using it, lots of people connected through technology with family and friends that they probably hadn't done in the past for years. I loved it. Like for me, even though it was a crisis, it was a crisis that blessed me with a lot of great things because by July, not no, August last year, I had 10 groups globally that I was able to teach leadership to. And yes, I did it on a voluntary basis. And I did it to community heads and, you know, leaders of organizations. I was reaching out to the churches and the temples and 
the pastors and the reverends, the Swamiji's, anybody that I could, because I knew these were the people that are that were going out in the community where government were not, and helping villages, helping hundreds and thousands of people, and through them. I was able to make a difference through many, many thousands of people. So last year was a blessing in that way for me because it supported my purpose and my why in really transforming lives. And even though it was um, through another source, it happened. And that's why I've made my leaders by design to focus on the leaders because I know it's the leaders that are then going to take this value add and transform and help other people. It's just phenomenal. There are no words as to what I was blessed and allowed to do last year because of COVID and the restrictions and the availability and usable access of technology. So, Putting it into simple, understand the context, have an awareness, brace good values irrelevant of what the situation is, create great communication skills like a leader because a great leader knows that leadership is about influence and you can only influence others is if you have good connection skills, if you have great self skills, people skills, work skills and valuing other people. It's so important. Leaders will always value and love the other person. So when I'm in front of other people, the first thing I'll ask myself is that how can I touch base with all of them? How can I meet their needs? How can I physically contact, you know, stay connected with them? And I know now that's impossible. So in my mind, in my heart, in my soul, I think, how can I reach out to this person and meet their need? And the other resource I'd say is that Brace Technology. I know many, ha- many of you had last year. Many of you are still doing so. And why I say Brace Technology is that it is growing at a really high level every day. And the things that you can do through it right now is mind-blowing. So keep yourself updated maybe once a month or once a week. See what's new. What can I do? What changes have happened? What can I embrace? And focus on that constructive change. So yes, crisis does cause huge distractions. It, you know, it can pull you away or it can pull you in. And with my 40 plus years of taking people on a journey for leadership, I know that the most important lesson that I learned was to walk through that deep, dark valley and share lessons of wisdom and light that has allowed others to walk with me and come through the other side as well. That's it for today. Thank you for joining me all and I look forward to speaking to you all soon. It's Pushpa from Leaders by Design saying bye for now.